Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast, where we meet the individuals running business in Gibraltar. I'm your host, David Ravagliate. If you've just found us or been with us since the start, welcome to the show. You can catch up on past seasons on your favorite player. The Gibraltar Business Podcast is brought to you by the GFSB and is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank, a bank that shares our passion for business. This week, we meet the GFSB's Owen Smith. Owen is the elected chairperson of the Gibraltar Federation of Small Businesses, as well as leading the organization alongside his fellow unremunerated board. Owen is a lawyer for TSN and the founder of Word of Mouth Events. We find out more about his plans to reinvigorate the GFSB and talk about the early days of the Calentita Festival. Later in the episode, we meet Garen Thompson from local hair and beauty salon Miss Shapes. Garen tells us about their 20th anniversary celebrations and a brand new range of hair products. Owen, thank you for joining me on the show. Yep, pleasure. We know each other, uh, but for the benefit of our listeners, um, or those who don't know who you are, yep. can you tell us a bit about your background and career to date? Okay, so I am a lawyer in Gibraltar. Um, I'm a partner uh, now called director in a firm called TSN, and I'm a litigator. Uh, I practice as a barrister, and um, as a litigator, it means basically that I go to court a lot. That's my bread and butter. Um, but because in Gibraltar we have a fused profession, it means I spend a lot of time litigating and correspondence as well. And I've been doing that here in Gibraltar for about 20 years. Uh, came back from uh, London, where I worked for a couple of years um, after graduating from bar school. And uh, prior to that, I did a law degree in, in Cardiff. So that is my legal career, how I arrived where I am today. And uh, alongside that, in parallel, I've often, uh, I have throughout that entire period, uh, been running a, a, a venture called uh, Word of Mouth, which does events and communication as well. Okay. You'd be surprised how many lawyers have come on the show <laughs> yeah. before. There's so, I, many yeah, there's so many lawyers in Gibraltar. Probably <laughs> wouldn't be, but... <laughs> Uh, not many people will know this, but you're actually the man behind Gibraltar's famous Calentita food festival. How, yeah. how did that come about? So um, it started in 2007. So, uh, but for the pandemic, we'd have been going for 16 years, but um, we had some bad interruption as many things did. But in particular, the events industry um, was very badly hurt by COVID and all of that. Uh, but it started in 2007, um, you know, I, I was uh, several years, I would say probably seven years into running my events company by that stage and had done a lot of events in Gibraltar, including things like, you know, the National Day uh, right. celebrations, New Year's, um, all those sorts of things, lots of concerts and so on. And um, the Minister for Culture at the time um, wanted, uh, to, you know, it was a time when the sort of um, cultural budget in Gibraltar was growing. Uh, you know, I can still remember a time when the Ministry of Culture was one person and no money, uh, whereas now it's a huge organisation called Gibraltar Cultural Services. And um, but anyway, this is so we're going back a long time. <laughs> they were looking to expand the Spring Festival, and they were looking for ideas as to how to do that. And I came up with this idea of celebrating Gibraltarian identity through the medium of food, basically. Uh, and that is how Ganatida was born. Do you, do you love food? Are you a foodie? Or? I do love food uh, far too much, yeah. And um, and in particular, I uh, you know, and that I think everybody in Gibraltar loves food. Mm. So it seemed like such an obvious step to bring a food festival 
into uh, sort of Gibraltar's cultural calendar. Yeah, and it was a hit. So yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was a great event. I think even from the, the first edition, which was very very small and happened on a bank holiday weekend on a Saturday, so it wasn't many people around in Gibraltar. But everybody that came absolutely loved it, and and it's grown from there really. So your events uh, and communications company, word of mouth, um, is still going. What initiatives? What are some of those initiatives you're involved with at the moment? So, I mean, it, like I said, it's been actually a very difficult few years for events. And I think this year, for the first time, we've seen events coming back properly in a sort of structured way. Um, one of the biggest challenges that there has been uh, since 2019, which is pre-COVID, is, is where do you hold events in Gibraltar? Because really, when I started out doing concerts in Jib, we used to do things like use abandoned warehouses, uh, we used to use car parks, um, and all of those spaces, bit by bit, have gone disappearing um, until we got to a point, you know, in in 21, maybe uh, post-pandemic, where people looking to do events, we literally realised there's nowhere to do them anymore because it's too expensive to use a stadium. Uh, the Victoria Stadium is no longer um, publicly owned. Um, that leaves you with a very small car park space, at what the, you know, the public area of of, uh, of Victoria Stadium, and um, yeah, so it, it's become very very difficult. Um, and this year, I think we've seen for the first time the the, the sports hall at Europa Point has become now properly available to book in advance. So, looking forward to next year, we'll we'll be back with a bigger and better Galandida than we had this year, which was organised really at very short notice and with a sort of. Uh, uh, you know, difficult times type budget. <laughs> so we hope to be back in force next year for that. And we've got a few interesting plans for musical events, uh, which I can't tell you about, I'm afraid, right now. Yeah, but well, we'll wait, we'll wait but, for news on those. And, uh, and, and hopefully, we're hopeful always that we'll have something back in terms of the music festival as well, which we also started in 2012. All right, so you guys started that one as well? Yeah, the Gibraltar Music Festival was our um, was a word-of-mouth creation. We did it together with... Um, Dylan Federal, um, and we did it in 2012 to 2016. Yeah. yeah. I think I attended all those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Owen, oh, on to the GFSB. Um, our listeners will be likely, sorry. So, Owen, oh, on to the GFSB. Our listeners will likely, or I hope they will be, uh, very familiar with the GFSB, but seeing as you're here, I think it's a really good opportunity to ask the man at the top um, some facts. So, a bit of a quick fire round for you. Yeah. Uh, what's the purpose of the GFSB? I mean, the, GF, the purpose of the GFSB has started uh, nearly 30 years ago was to represent the interests of what were perceived to be Gibraltar's smaller businesses in Gibraltar and to help them um, get started, get moving, and also represent them insofar as government was concerned. Does it have a link with the UK's Federation of Small Businesses? No, it doesn't. Um, we The GFSB, prior to my time, I think, had good personal links with the FSB in the UK. Uh, but those um, those links are no longer there. We've never been formally part of that federation. Uh, but one of our priorities is to re-establish those personal links. Okay. It's run by a board. Uh, how does this work in practice? So... At the moment, the way it works in practice is that the board make policy decisions and they're also responsible for carrying out the work that those policy decisions involve. And I think one of our priorities over the next three years is to move away from that system onto a new system, which I think will be, it will help the GFSB grow. Is the board paid? 
The border, all volunteers, so nobody is paid to do anything, and we even have to pay to go to GFSB events. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you mentioned it earlier. You, you mentioned that the, the GFSB is there for small businesses, right? But how do you define a small business? So we have a constitutional definition, which currently means up to 200 employees, um, but that is also going to change in, in the coming weeks. And we that's are quite to, big, right? For it local. is quite big, but in fact, we are, we are intending to expand the size of our membership so that it's more in line with the UK definition of a small and medium-sized business. Okay. So can anyone join? Uh, anybody who is involved in business in Gibraltar can join. You can be uh, self-employed, uh, sole trader. You can be a small uh, company with uh, you know one director and one shareholder, or you can be a fairly significant uh, Gibraltar-based business. And some of our members are some of Gibraltar's most successful businesses. So, Owen, uh, you're obviously not afraid of extra responsibilities taking on uh, the position as chair um, at the GFSB. But when did your relationship with the GFSB start? So I was um, approached by the former chairperson, Julian Byrne, uh, in about 2017. And at the time, uh, Julian's company was doing a website for one of my companies for the, for the law firm. And uh, we got to talking about the environment for doing business in Gibraltar. And uh, I was uh, quite had quite strong views on many and various things. And he said, well, you know, you've got to come along and join the board. So I decided I would. And that's how I got involved. Okay. Uh, so obviously that was back in 2017. This last year you've become the chair. Yeah. How are you finding that experience so far? Well, I can tell you it's a massive step up from being vice chair, which is what I was for two years prior to taking on the chair role. I, did, I, I thought long and hard about um, putting my name forward for being a chairperson. It's not something that I just wanted to take on and um, allow to roll forward, uh, I decided that if I was going to do it, then I would do it with a very um, defined set of goals and with a real sense of purpose. And so I spent quite a bit of time thinking about what those might be. And once I had, you know, once my ideas had coalesced around something which seemed like an achievable plan, I then decided that I would, I would put my name forward and stand. And that brings me really, really nicely onto my next question, actually, which is about some of your goals. So can you share some of them? Yeah, so I think um, the, the role of chairperson lasts for three years. And so the, the goals that I've set myself and for the board um, are goals which will be hopefully discharged over the course of that three-year period. And in the, and in my, uh, you know, the way that I planned these out is that the, the first round of goals are set out already. And then the next round of goals will probably depend on the success or otherwise of those first round. But the, so the, there are three main things that I wanted, I really wanted to do for the GFSB, uh, from the start. One is to, um, refresh and rebrand the GFSB to give us uh, a new, uh, lease of life. I think we've been uh, working very successfully under the old brand and colours since, I think, more or less the beginning of the GFSB. Uh, And I thought it was time to to refresh that. And the reason for refreshing it is to also to signal to everybody that the way that the GFSB does business and what we do is also changing. So it's a kind of like uh, a signal of a, a, a more significant and substantive change. So it's not just a lick of paint. Exactly. It's not just a lick of paint. 
So the other the other two um, aspects, or the other three aspects which underpin uh, that change, is that I really want the GFSB to become uh, a members led organisation um, that operates for the benefit of its members always. Uh, I want us to become probably um, the leading aggregator and provider of training and education for Gibraltar businesses. And um, and the third aspect that I want to do is I want us to become a um, an advocate, a strong advocate, the, the the voice of business in Gibraltar. And I mean, those are the high, a high level view of the of the three things that I'm trying to achieve. And incorporated within them are many of the things that the GFSB already does, which we're hoping to prove, like networking and so on. Um, and I hope that people will really begin to see. Certainly over the next few months as we roll out first the, the, the rebrand and then some of these initiatives, uh, a change in the way that the GFSB is operating. I've certainly seen like loads more events, much more, many of the um, breakfast workshops happening. So they're ramping up again and it's kind of, I can see a whole new energy with the GFSB. So, so. yeah, I think we're, um, we're really lucky that in March, um, you know, it wasn't just uh, I took over the chairmanship, but it wasn't just me. We've had a, a whole raft of new board members. I think that has injected uh, a renewed sense of purpose and energy into the GFSB. And uh, and we've done a few things that we've never done before. For example, we have started holding annual away days uh, where we spend an ent- where the board spend an entire day uh, working through the priorities that we are going to try and roll out over, uh, over the following twelve months. And then we're doing quarterly uh, catch-ups on those priorities. Um, so there's a lot going on. Um, and, you know, some of that work is beginning to manifest in the sense of, for example, events and so on. Uh, but I think it's really going to start to become uh, much more in the public domain when we have carried out that uh, a brand refresh and when we start to move on to the more um, or start to deliver the more substantive aspects of, of what we're hoping to achieve. In general, coming across, because if I look back on some of the work with word of mouth, uh, events, Calentita, they're all events that if I look back, they've always got a very strong visual side to it. So obviously for branding, design is important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think um, it's, well, first of all, it's something, I mean, it's not, this is not something that I'm like um, good at, I don't think, but I think it's something that I've managed to teach myself. Um, from, you know, from years and years of trying to communicate with the public and learning how difficult it is to create a sense of, well, in my case, a sense of an event and trying to explain to people in advance of them experiencing that event um, what it is that they're stumping up some money for. Um, And I think that that has made me focus a lot on the way, the manner in which people communicate publicly um, for for this sort of thing, or the, the the manner in which individuals or entities or companies communicate with the public and how they get their message across, it's one of the reasons why I like to think about it always in terms of communication as opposed to marketing or branding or yeah. whatever. Because for me, you know, the most important thing ultimately is the message that people is actually received, which is the hardest thing to establish. You know, yeah. what what message is actually getting through? You can control the message that you're putting out, but you can't mm. control the message that is actually being received. 
Um, and so that is the reason why over the course of the last two decades of, of doing this, it's ascended so much in terms of my priorities that I think it, it sets the, um, the standard maybe of how you're going to communicate and how you're going to operate. And that's certainly the way I look at most companies that I deal with or look at and think, wow, you know, I'd like to do a job like that. One of the first places I look is the way they brand themselves and the way they communicate. Um, and, uh, and I, and I would like the GFSB to be one of those organizations where, where people look at it and think, wow, these guys must be real pros because this looks amazing. You know, it's always, no, it's it always is, the first it's step. A lot of communication, you, you know, a lot of people think it's, it's things like this, but actually a lot of it is, is the non-verbal stuff that, you know, that's when, when people are browsing or some, someone's shopping or making a decision that's so, so important. So, so I guess I just wanted to quiz it because I can see that throughout your career, you can tell the, the aesthetic drives a lot of what, what you're involved with. So, so yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, and I think, um, I think it has been very successful. And I think, you know, one of the, I would say that one of the things that really drove it home for me, or I personally think has really driven it home was this event, Galantita, which you mentioned before, which I think that, um, it wasn't, it's not just about, um, you know, the way our poster looks, but I think things like, what we called it was very, very important yeah. to yeah. engender a sense of um, identity, exactly. and culture, and identity, yeah, and also people identifying yeah. with the event from the out. Yeah, you know, we, you know, fine. There is, um, there is a way that we, um, you know, we try to make sure that all our communication is very nicely designed and so on. You know, and, and over the years, I think we've got better at that. Uh, but I think one of the most important things is slightly more subtle than that, which is trying to think about how can we create an event that resonates with people. Yeah. And uh, so, and I think Ganadita for me was, um, was a, a kind of like, not turning point, but it was a definitely a sort of realization about how when important those, together, right? yeah, Maybe. how important those aspects are. And I think that, um, so that, uh, that informs a lot of the way that I operate when it comes to communication. But it, I think it's more substantive than that because I think it's, because it's a two-way process because you start, sit there, you don't think, I want to do this event, now how can I ram it down people's throats? Yeah. You start by thinking, what is it that people want? And then you try to provide that, you know? Um, so we did that for Ganadita. I think we did it quite successfully as well for the music festival. Mm. And it is basically what I try to do with you know. That's a refreshing approach, you know, a yeah. lot of the time you, people have a product and then they, yeah, they try to sell it. And I think uh, that kind of more, um, what does the audience want and need, that kind of approach comes different, right? Yeah. So just on the posters, my stepmom has all of the posters. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> I think, you know, I always, you know, I've seen Galantita, you know, for many, many years. I mean, I think it is, it's, it's a good approach to take, particularly for an organization like the GFSB, yeah. particularly if you want to be uh, running a members-led organization. I know that there are some views in business, you know, I think Steve Jobs was very particular, uh, very famous for saying, you know, you don't ask your public what they want um, because they don't know, you've got to tell them what they want. And, you know, this is the company responsible for the iPhone. So I do, I also, um, I also, um, agree that that is true as well. That if you went out and said to people, what do you want? You wouldn't necessarily get, um, yeah. You, it's dangerous. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to be the person who yeah. distills what you know about your public, about your market, and you decide what it is that they want. So it's a slight, um, you know, it's a subtle difference, but it's a very important one, I think. Part of the branding uh, or the refresh at the GFSB is including 
a brand new kind of magazine. That's uh, right. Yeah. What role do you, because obviously it's a communication channel, I guess, but what role does it play in your vision and your plans for the GFSB? So like, I mean, one thing that I'm really keen uh, for the GFSB to do is communicate a lot more than we currently do. Um, and that in, that means communicate with the outside world as a non-members or future members, as I'm trying to refer to them now. And, uh, but also internally with our own members as well. And as importantly, with our own members, employees, um, so that we increase the sort of family of people that are accessing what the GFSB is providing. You know, it's very important for us to communicate with our members. And what I'm trying to, the way I'm trying to approach this is thinking about all the content that the GFSB produces, whether that be written content, advice, training, education, or events, and then how we communicate them. So, and consider those as channels like our social media, our website, and the magazine. And for me, the magazine is going to be the central plank of that communication strategy because even though, you know, it, uh, you know, lots of people now consume news and media and so on on their phone or on a website in a digital format, there is something lasting, comforting, and even I think, but more importantly, um, it is a better way of commu- communicating written word is a well-designed, well-presented, well-written physical um, document. And that is what I'm hoping the magazine will be, that central plank to our, um, to our communications from which everything else... Living um, business, right? So actually exactly, so yeah. breathing what it is like to be in business uh, in Gibraltar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's in terms of the sort of strategy for the magazine and then the, and, and like you referenced the, the content of the magazine. Uh, you know, previously the magazine was called In Touch. Um, and when I sat down and thought about, you know, this rebranding process, which started off, you know, as a refresh for the logo and so on and grew slightly. And I just thought we, you know, we need actually a stronger name, something that really communicates what the GFSB, um, wants to do for its members. So, and that's why we've returned to this strap line that has existed before, which is the start, grow, thrive. And I just thought, well, thrive is such an excellent name for a magazine because it really shouts out what we're trying to do for our members and future members through the magazine rather than something like in touch, which sounds slightly uh, less <laughs> directional. It, it comes at a time also where it's really hard out there. I think, you know, we, we've got kind of terrible news coming all the time, but we were also recovering from covid which kind of decimated a lot of businesses as well so i think it is kind of the right the right time to thrive right exactly i think it was certainly the the right time to sort of sit up and say what can i do and how can we grow and how can we thrive so last question owen um and uh we've kind of touched on it a lot through the discussion but i'm going to put you on the spot Mm -hmm. for anyone who is sitting on the fence about joining the gfsb you just called them future members yeah why should they join well, I think it depends to a great extent about what you want to get from the GFSB. The GFSB is already doing a lot of things very well. We're, we're very good at providing networking opportunities for our members, uh, which is something that they have told us in the past and have told us again recently is very important for them. We have recently moved to a policy of making sure we represent individual businesses and their individual concerns and difficulties so we are there for those people that need support the gfsb is there to assist them by advising um in not in a professional capacity but in as a as a um, advocacy group um how to um best represent your own interests and we're also providing right now 
a, a huge number of events, whether they be social or whether they be educational and training, we're already doing that. So there, there are many reasons, I think, why a person might want to join. And the most important one will depend on what they are looking for, what they're looking to get from the GFSB. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. So Garen, Garen Thompson from Misshapes, thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks for inviting me along, David. So tell us, what's Misshapes? So Misshapes is a full-service hair and beauty salon. So hair, nails, massage, everything to do with the beauty industry. We are based on Bishop Rapallo's Ramp, just off Main Street, which is perfect for our clientele. And we are about to celebrate our 20th anniversary. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, are you planning anything for that? We are indeed. So the birthday is on the 2nd of December. We're going to hold a small reception for our clients and stakeholders. And at the, the event, we're also going to launch a new range of products, Misshapes products, which we're very, very excited about, and also some home fragrance candles. Oh, wow. So tell me, what, what kind of products? So there's going to be shampoos, conditioners, styling products, We've worked extensively with a company in the Netherlands to produce these, and they are about to launch. Oh, wow. How exciting. So I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but it might be one of the first that we, a local salon with a, a locally produced range. So, oh my gosh, that's new. It is. It's fantastic. And um, I'm in talks at the moment with the, the wholesaler here in Gibraltar, and we'll not only be selling them in the salon, but in a, a, a well-known wholesaler's. Oh, well, fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Uh, so where can listeners either come and grab some of the products or come and see you um, for the launch event? Okay, so we are at um, 8A Stroke 10, Bishop Rapallo's Ramp, next door to Nekia. And if you want to find us, you can find us online at www.miss-shapes.com, on Facebook at Miss Shapes Hair and Beauty, or on Instagram, Miss underscore Shapes underscore Gibraltar. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Garen, for coming us today. And as you, as for our listeners, do check out Miss Shapes um, and that new range they're launching. Thank you very much, David. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Gibraltar Business Podcast. Thank you to our guests, the GFSB chairperson, Owen Smith, and to Garen Thompson from Miss Shapes. Thank you to the team at the GFSB, our sponsor, the Gibraltar International Bank, and to everyone who contributes to the project and keeps this podcast going from strength to strength. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was actually our last episode of the season, so I really hope you've enjoyed listening. Remember, you can catch up on any episodes you've missed anytime you like and hit subscribe so you'll be notified when we come back in the new year. In the meantime, it's a goodbye from me and the team until the next season. Until then, keep your eyes on the prize and reach for your goals. See you very soon.